0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three, in One who has sent the Son, so that we might bear witness to Him and what He has done in our lives. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, this weekend is a momentous weekend in movie industry. It is a weekend in which the Avengers Endgame is out, and a lot of people have gone to it, see it already. And uh, there are so many people, in fact, that have gone to see it that it is making more money than any other. Series finale of a movie. So it's, it's making more money than the, the Harry Potter's finale. It's making more money than the Lord of the Rings finale. It's making more money than the Batman finale. It's making more money than all of these things. And the whole reason is that people have been lining up to go and see this movie. And it seems like it's on everybody's to do list. And because it's on everybody's to do list, there is this sort of constant request that is going out on all sorts of social media channels and that constant request is no spoilers please (laughs) please don't tell me what this movie is about please don't tell me how Thanos dies please don't tell me if Thanos dies please don't tell me who dies please don't tell me who rises again from the dead please don't tell me any of it I want to go and experience it for myself And so that is that request from all of these people who want to go and see this movie, but for one reason or another, maybe because they hate lines like I do, they have not gone to see the movie yet, and they don't want you to spoil it for them. But that's kind of a pain, isn't it? Especially if you've seen the movie. And maybe you haven't seen Avengers Endgame. Maybe you have and You're just waiting to find the person that you can talk to about this. Maybe you're like, hey, have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? Okay, let's go into a corner and talk about it. Yeah, let, let's go into the bathroom, lock the stall, and that way nobody can hear us, and, and we'll just talk about the movie together. Because there's something joyful about being able to share that experience, whatever it may be. Maybe you don't care about Marvel superhero movies. I'm kind of with you. Oh, man. Pastor Jay just let loose some heresy. (laughs) Wow. Goodness gracious. But maybe you don't. Maybe you are just really into sports, and, and that's what you're all about, and you hate it. When you're scrolling through some social media feed or you're looking at something on the internet and there it is, that score of that game that you did not want to see until you were watching the game. Or or maybe you're a book reader. Maybe you're you're somebody who's like, I I just want to read this book. I want to get to the end. Maybe you really like mystery novels, which are kind of the only uh, book that this really matters for. And you you don't want anybody to tell you who did it at the end because you want to have that experience of going through this on your own. And then once you go through this, then you want to talk to other people about it. You want to talk to people about that movie that you saw, that book that you read, that game that you watched. But you know that there are other people out there that you can't talk to about this. And so it's a little conflicted. And when people tell you, hey, don't spoil that for me, sometimes it feels kind of bad. Because all you really want to do is talk to them and to share this joy and to share what it is that this experience meant to you. And maybe you can even garner some more enjoyment out of talking about it. Maybe you can see something that's even deeper but you can't do that unless you have permission to share with somebody. Unless they're like, okay, I'm good. There's nothing spoiled here. And I wonder if maybe there's a little bit of that going on with Peter. Peter is thrown in jail because he is telling people about this Jesus Christ who rose again from the dead. And he is so excited about this fact because of all of the things that it means. And he wants to share it with all of these people. And yet, there are people in Peter's life that are saying, we don't want you to tell anybody about this. And it's way worse than, no spoilers please, it is, I'm going to throw you in jail. <laughs> and, and so you, you can kind of get the sense that Peter is probably bummed out about being in jail. But I think even beyond that, That, yeah, he's probably bummed out about being in jail. If you've ever been in jail, it's a bummy kind of place. (laughs) But I think Peter is also just frustrated that he doesn't have anybody else to talk to about this great story. That he's locked into this place where he can't tell anyone about the death, the life the resurrection of this Jesus Christ who means so very much to him. Because that's the response of his heart. The response of his heart is just to go and tell people about this, just like the response of your heart is to tell people about that great game that you watched or that great restaurant that you went to or that great experience that you had doing something else. It's the response of your heart, that sort of thing that is unfettered, that you just want to tell somebody, hey, this is really so good. I mean, I think it's a reason that we have Twitter, and Instagram and all of those things is just to tell people I had this thing and it was so awesome. Here's my meal. Click. And Peter, it's that way with this story of this Jesus guy. But are we that way with this story of that Jesus guy? Hmm. Well, I think part of it is that people around us are kind of going, well, no spoilers, please. You know? They're not worried, by the way, about the spoiler that he raises from the dead, in our culture, anyway. In our culture, most everybody is like, oh, Jesus, he's the guy who rose from the dead. So they're not like, oh well, don't tell me. I mean, you know, I'm I'm in Luke 16 right now, and I don't want to tell you to tell me what's going on next. That's not the problem. The problem is that they're afraid that it's going to spoil the end of their story of their relationship with you. They're afraid that the end of the story of their relationship with you is going to end with something. Like, well, then they invited me to say the sinner's prayer with them. Or, then they invited me to go to church with them. Or, then they told me that I was a really terrible person and I didn't know it. Or maybe I did know it. They're afraid that that is going to be the spoiler all of a sudden when you let loose. Hey, I'm, I'm a Christian, I, I believe in this stuff. They're afraid that that is the spoiler alert. that it's going to end up in some weird thing where they feel uncomfortable and probably you feel uncomfortable too and you just kind of separate your ways. And so if that's the case, well, I'd rather not know what the end of the story is and maybe we can just go about this and hope for, for a different ending. And so we're, we're a little bit kind of like, oh, well, I, I, I think that other people are afraid that I'm, I'm going to spoil things for them, if if I give witness to what I believe. But I think another thing that we're afraid of is that uh, we're talking about the wrong story. I was an English major in my undergraduate career, and being an English major in your undergraduate career means that right around this time, or right about finals time, you are writing papers and you are taking tests concerning stories, and if you're a bad student, which I was sometimes, that meant that you were kind of, well, making up stories in your own mind in order to put down something on a test. And so, so you're like, well, what happened in D.H. Lawrence's novels? Well, aliens appeared. <laughs> they don't, by the way. Yeah. What, what, what happens at the end of Leaves of Grass... Well, Walt Whitman does something that you would never believe. Walt Whitman goes and, and he looks up some stuff on the internet and he does, you know, it, that kind of stuff. We're afraid in some way that, that we're supposed to be making up some answer about our Christian lives when we talk to other people about Jesus. We're afraid that somehow our witness is supposed to be something like Well, I was a really bad person, you know, I was uh, addicted to drugs, I was um, cavorting with all sorts of people that I shouldn't have been cavorting with, I was doing all of this stuff, but then Jesus came into my life and it all turned it around and now I am a billionaire who has a strong marriage and a kid on the way. And as funny as that sounds, it's sort of the cultural line that we feel like we're supposed to tell people. We're not supposed to tell people our true witness. And, and, and our true witness a lot of times sounds like it's well, sort of anticlimactic. It sounds like it's the bad ending to a series of movies. It sounds like, well... Uh, here's what I believe, I believe that uh, I, I came into this world, that I was baptized, that I, I did my best to try to read the Bible, and, and I, I listened to a lot of really great stuff, and I engaged with it, but then you know, I also didn't engage with it part of the time, and I'm kind of a terrible Christian right now, and uh, I don't know where that all stands, and I'm in the midst of all of this messy middle, and I have these sins, and Je- I know that Jesus died for me, I know that he rose again, and I know that I'm going to rise again. And that's really impactful, and it changes the way that I live my life. But I am in the midst of all of this muddy, messy middle. And we go, is that supposed to be? Can that be my wit? I, I don't know. And so what we do is we, we end up, we, we start telling these stories about like how, oh, back then, you know, I, I used to sin, and now I don't anymore. Which, let's be honest, you sinning back then and not sinning today, uh, Avengers Endgame is probably a little bit more realistic than that. (laughs) But here's the beautiful thing the response of your heart to Jesus is enough. Let me say that again. The response of your heart to what Jesus is doing in your life right now is enough. Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sins. He died on the cross in order to save you from all of the righteousness that is expected of you. And a part of the righteousness that is expected of you, and you feel this very much in your heart, is to have this great story. Jesus died even to save you from that. So that you don't have to try to make up a great story. And some of your stories, well, they could probably use a little bit more work, and we can talk about that later. <laughs> your start story should probably have a little bit of an arc to it. But maybe that's where your story is right now. Maybe that's what your witness is right now, where you're going, hey, you know, I, I realize that Jesus died on the cross, and I haven't, I haven't done much about that in my life. Maybe today's the day that that changes. Maybe I've been trying to do this for three days. Maybe I'm going to try to do this in three days. Whatever it is, Jesus has died on the cross in order to make your witness acceptable in the sight of God. In the same way that Peter's witness in front of all of the Sadducees was acceptable in the sight of God but also in the same way that Thomas's witness was acceptable in the sight of God, even though he was disbelieving and had to be turned around by Jesus finally showing up and saying, I have holes. (laughs) Your witness today is acceptable. Not because of your witness, though. But because of God's call. Because God has called you into his righteousness. Your witness is just the response of that. God's call to come and be forgiven. That's where it all lies. So may you go out this week owning your witness. And may That, witness to others and to yourself about the call that God has placed on your life. Amen.